back to another edition of Turf Talk and what a busy weekend of action we've got to look forward to. Nine grade ones over the space of two days. Eight at the Dublin Racing Festival and also the Silly Isles and obviously Chase at Sandown as per usual. I'm joined by Big Jim Watson who... We had to we had to delay recording for a couple of minutes because the bin men were outside your house, weren't they, Jim? And you told me you don't like the bin men; they give you muckies. Yeah, uh, for no reason whatsoever. They just stare out a window at me and stare into my window and just, as if they want a fight. I was like, I've, I've put the correct bin out. It's not like I've done anything criminal. Uh, <laughs> Who do you hate more, out of jockeys or bin men? Probably bin men. <laughs> Uh, don't don't get me wrong. I respect bin men for everything that they do. Uh, it's not a job that everyone would like to do. However, this specific bin men in Bury don't like me, and I don't know why. So, <laughs> just, oh, I, I just need to talk about horses to chill out a bit. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll crack on early doors, and we'll go to Sandown first before we before we get stuck into all the action at the Dublin Racing Festival, the Grade One there is the Silly Isles Novices Chase, which Lorena will be recording this on Thursday afternoon. So we don't have final decks through yet for this, but Lorena is a general 5-2 to two favourite ahead of good boy Bobby at Freeze, four itchy feet, similar price with Pim, six as Midnight Shadow, and then sevens and eights, Vision de Flow and Grand Sonse. Jim, what do you make of this race? I mean, does it all hinge around... A, whether Lorena runs, and B, whether Lorena is back to her best. Uh, yeah, I think Lorena is the key to this race. Um, it's interesting that Willie Mullins entered her. Uh, we've seen Fakir Duderiz entered, but he's jocked up at the Dublin Racing Festival, so he's not going here now. Um, I mean, I don't think Lorena will go here, if I'm being brutally honest. But... <sighs> I, th- I think it's a decent lot of English conti- uh, a decent English contingency, contingency. Uh, but good boy Bobby hasn't really done a lot wrong in my opinion this season. Um, he's been beaten behind in some nice races. He's been beaten by Mr Fisher and brewing up a storm, are two likable forward types who are looking like they could have bigger fish to fry at the festival. He's not been beaten far by them and he just got the job done against Raven Hill Road at Weatherby. Um, I think he deserves to be market leader if Lorena doesn't turn up. Um, he's as big as 100 to 30 in places. That's that's an interesting enough price for me at this moment in time. Um, I might as well just give a brief mention about Lorena. I don't want to bang on too much because I, I personally don't think she'll turn up. Um, but we have to discuss her, Jim. We have to discuss her because, like you said, the race the race revolves around her and to and to you know just solely dismiss her on the basis of suspicion, which I understand as to why why you uh, you know as, as as to why you'd have doubts about her appearance. She is drifting with every single bookmaker as well uh, at the minute. But is she the well? I I was going to say she's the only horse in this with with Grade One form, but. Does she actually have grade one form? Well, you've always been very hesitant about the mare's form in general uh, and grade ones. If you, if you 
cast your mind back to that Unibet mare's listed race that she won at Sandow. She beat Sensolano by 48 lengths. That was a nothing race. Um, but exactly, it's not that I've had doubts about it. It is that I just still don't know exactly how good she is, and I don't think anyone could confidently put a figure on it without acknowledging the fact that it could be £10 either way. Yeah. Because um, what she did against Manila Indo was impressive. Easily put him, put him aside. And on Boxing Day, what went wrong? Um, Bled. I know that, but it's another big occasion where she's disappointed. Um, I, I'm, I've... She, she'll get weight if she turns up in this because she's a uh, mare, which is obvious. Um, the fact that she's drifting is really putting me off and almost ruled her out. Um, but I respect the horse that she is, the reputation she has. That performance still li- long lives in many people's memories that she did in the dawn run uh, at Cheltenham. And I, I think she's a nice prospect. Not We all know that, but I don't think that she'll be turning up in this, so I'm not going to waste my breath. I'd like to go more in depth because Lauren is a horse who fascinates me. Similar enough to what we've had, what we've, what you said about Santini over the last. Well, not what you said about Santini, but what I have is that. Whereas I don't quite know what I make of the horse yet. Yeah. You know what I mean, and. Look, Lorena's chasing debut was probably the most impressed I've been with her. Mm-hmm. And she's a big unit of a mare. Looks like she'll be a better chaser than a hurdler. Also, I think it's fair to say that she was the best hurdler out of this lot as well. Yeah, I'd By agree. some degree. You know, who'd who'd give her a race? Itchy, itchy, itchy feet and Midnight Shadow were probably the next two best but not quite in. They wouldn't have come forth in a champion hurdle, even a one as weak as we recorded it last season. And it's very, you know, I, I, I think it's a feasible, it's entirely feasible that Lorena's best run over hurdles came when she was fourth in the champion hurdle. Mm-hmm. You know, just because she, she was priced on reputation rather than and visual impression it was visual impression against a group of inferior horses. Yeah. Uh, she she jumps well. Uh, it was just too bad to be true on Boxing Day, wasn't it? It was too bad to be true. And there's an obvious excuse. And I know I might sound a bit, of a, a bit hypocritical here because a similar thing I've taken as a negative for loss in translation. But when I actually look at this race, I think, right, we've we've lost in translation for the Gold Cup. There are so many alternatives. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas with, with Lorena, I just think she's clearly the best horse in this race. And therefore, if she turns up, I think she wins it, even off the back of having bled last time out. Yeah. If she doesn't turn up, it's not a race I'm... It's not a grade one status race. No, it rarely is. Last last year's battle between Defi de Soy and Lost in Translation, I I thought seemed to be the exception rather than the rule. Yeah, 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 I agree. 
I mean, could it be itchy feet? It'll be absolutely nothing at Leicester last month, but <laughs> was impressive. Good ball Bobby's had to be beaten by two smart types. Not particularly sure what he wants his trip though myself. Are you not Tim are you more in the two mile camp for goodbye, Bobby? Yes I am. Interesting. I, I think two mile four is just right for him. I I I think two mile sometimes can just catch him a bit for speed and especially around a track like Sandown. Um he might struggle there if it was to be over two mile. I think the two mile four around Sandown will suit um softest ground, no issue. I, I, goodbye Bobby's my idea of the winner. Do you think he was outstayed by Mr. Fisher last time? Yes, I do. But you don't think there's as a horse as good at this trip as Mr. Fisher in it this time, in this no, race? yeah. I understand uh, that. Um, don't get me wrong, there's horses. Midnight Shadow's never really done a lot wrong, to be brutally honest. Um, he's a likeable type for Sue Smith. Um, he got his head in front last time. That was... A good performance, and I mean, he's not. <clears throat> he's only beat Paint the Dream by a length and a quarter. And um, it'd have been it, murdered if Champ stood up. Yeah, and he'd have, he'd have quite easily won, uh, easily finished second. And it's just, I'm a bit disappointed with the turnout of this race in the end. I got a bit excited last week, or whenever the depth. First declaration might be Monday. See Lauren and Fakir do the even though I should have probably deep down knew that they weren't going to turn up. Um, Pim of Nicky Henderson's uh, in the same colours as Altior for Mrs. Patricia Pugh. Three miler. Three miler. I, I'm with you again here. Yeah, I think two mile four around Sandown will be far too short. Too sharp. Uh, beat Imperial Aura last time at Cheltenham in de- early December. Jumped him into submission. Cracking ride, and I, I just can't, I just can't see him wanting two mile far. I think this is completely inadequate for him. Um, I'm scratching my head. Vision, the flaws are consistent enough. Type you could see him running into a place. Um, he's a horse I've always thought would be better chasing. It was interesting that after he fell on his chase debut, he went back over hurdles instead of chasing and. He won last time in a nothing race. But uh, he, he's probably up to this company and probably is the correct price at this moment. It's like eight to one's around decent value, I think. If Without worrying, <laughs> I think I'd be keenest on Midnight Shadow. Yeah. Just in terms of him just being fairly solid. I, do you know what? The, the doubt I'd have had of me whether this trip was on the sharp side for him. But I say that, he, he headed Keeper Hill uh, two starts ago at Haydock before yeah. Keeper Hill outstayed him to get, to get back in front. It's not a particularly fascinating race without Lorena. Uh, it, it would be. I'd, I'd, I'd be with Midnight Shadow without the favourite. But I think if Florida turns up, she wins. Yeah, I'd be with Goodbye Bobby. Um, I've made my sort of case for him. I think he's bumped into a few nice ones. Um, we obviously saw what Mr. Fisher did last weekend, and I, I, I think he won't be a hundred to thirty on the day. But 
looking at it now, he's jocked up already. He's more than likely going to run. Uh, he, he's the value at 100 to 30 for me. That's very fair. I, I, I guess I guess while we're here, we might as well just briefly mention some of the other action in Britain on Saturday. Uh, the the great uh, the Towton is on at Weatherby, but that looks like an absolutely abysmal renewal. Not 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 not, not being harsher, but. It's, it's, it, I, I don't think that, that race will have any effect on anything that happens at Cheltenham. What about the Wendy any... Times at the, week, at the weekend? Have you noticed them? Yeah, they're uh, <coughs> jiggled, they, aren't they? 103, 138, 212, 245, 323, 358, and 433. Um, that's a bit of a head scratcher. But... Well, it's to avoid clashes, isn't it? Yeah, I understand. I, I quite like the idea of that, but. As you've said, the renewal of the Tartans, it's a grade two in name and probably a handicap. Is that being harsh? Well, it's not. It's not a handicap. But I don't. I don't think. I, I. I think this will be the best opportunity for any of these horses to ever win a grade two in their lives. Yeah, Ard Lethen's in there at ten to one. He'd, he'd he'd be a more reasonable shout. Back at Sandown, there's a contenders hurdle. Boover Dallas for the first time in ages. Tommy Lord should win it though, shouldn't he? He's already eight to thirteen. He showed El Dorado Allen's in there as well. Uh, he's a horse that I have more in mind for the Betfair hurdle. So, um, Buzz, not Button. That's the race previous to that. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting race. We'll just see Tommy Lord run round it. I'm interested to see how far El Dorado Allen finishes if he turns up. Yeah, exactly. But we'll move on now to the big meeting of the weekend, starting well at Leopardstown, starting with the 12:50. Then Nathaniel Lacey and Partners Solicitors, Novices Hurdle, really competitive race. This over two six, the first proper good staying grade one Novice Hurdle of the season. Latest exhibition, currently heads a bit in at three to one, hundred to thirty. For Fury Road. Then we've got Elixir Danny at fives, eights Longhouse Poet, sixteens Cobblers Way Home by the Lee, twenty fives Assemble, and two hundred to one Aircraft Carrier. Jim, you're a big latest exhibition fan. Does he win this? Um, I think he'll be there or thereabouts. Um, that's not exactly strong words saying that you've got him for the Albert Bartlett, really, is it? <laughs> Do you think he'll win? I think he'll be there or thereabouts. It's, it's, it's not very assertive. Um, he beat Andy Dufresne on the running. He looked like he wanted a bit further beating him that day. And we all think that Andy Dufresne's slow. So how slow's latest exhibition? Um, I think the step up in trip won't be no issue. He's, he's He has speed and he stays. Uh, we saw him finish behind Abracadabras in the... Or Abracadabras... Uh, in the grade three. Uh, yes, we've got his name Ed right. Um, he's a horse-going places, I think. Um, I'm a big fan of Paul Nolan and the partnership with Brian Cooper. A lot of luck. Hearts broken last year, uh, last year at the festival with Discorama. Um, but we live to fight another day. And it's a nice race. I, I could see Fury Road blitzing him. Um I, I have to respect Fury Road. He's a whole, He's not done a lot wrong at all. 
Um, he looks to be the first string of Gordon Elliott's. Uh, he's progressed nicely through races, and his win like he won at Limerick in the Grade Two. He did it well, didn't he? Um, he he's clear and made a slight mistake at the last, and it was comfortable in the end. He's he's not beat an awful lot, if I'm being honest. Um, it was well. It was gonna be. It was gonna be much cosier, and then he he, he made, I say, he made a bollocks of the last. Yeah, he did. And then he just had to be shake up. He, he he was he was it was hands and heels on the bridle, you know, stepped at it, and then he had to, uh, you know, just to be ridden out, just to make sure. Yeah, um, he's progressed through bumpers. He's been in maiden hurdles, novice hurdles. He's won three of them now. Um, and I, I, I respect him because he is the unknown force in this race, really. Um, still could progress, and but I'm still in the latest exhibition camp. I think that step up in distance will help him. Um, do you have any thoughts for this, Lewis? I do. First of all, I'd say this is a really, really tidy race. Yeah, I agree uh, with you. As good an obvious hurdle we've seen all season so far. Uh, and look, you've got you've got four four horses at the head of the betting, who I would all I wouldn't rule out of running a good race at the festival at mm-hmm. this stage. You, you could make a case for all all four of them, and I don't think Cobbler's way is a mug at all either. Uh, you know, he beat the Sempo, who was quite a tidy bumper horse last time out in a in a maiden hurdle, though. I, I guess he he might be one more for good quality handicaps rather than as a potential future superstar. Uh, like you say, I like latest exhibition. I think he's a horse who will stay well. Gritty. And it sounds daft to say this because he has been second to the, you know, to the favourite for the, for the Supreme over, over two miles. The form of that hasn't particularly worked out brilliantly, though. The horses he was finishing ahead of, you know, it was a 66 to 1. 66 to 1 outsider who's still a, well, not a maiden, but he's just had no real place beaten in a 80 to 130 handicap next time out off a mark of 124 with the jockey claiming five. Uh, that I don't think to me that's that was latest exhibition proving he is a proper graded horse over two miles. That was just him being better than a load of dross mm-hmm. at, at the level. Uh, and that's where he kind of worries me a little bit. I'm just not sure he's got as many gears. And I'd norm, and that's the sort of also in a normal year. I'd quite like for the Albert Bartlett. Mm-hmm. You know, what one who isn't going to be bashed around. I don't think he'll ever be bashed around. I think he'd go all right in a Ballymore as well, to be fair. But the problem with this Ballymore is that Envoy Allen exists, and therefore, how many are going to be playing, you know, dodgeball with him? Yeah, yeah, good point. Which means a horse with more. Ge- I think Fury Road is a faster horse mm-hmm. than latest exhibition. I think he's shown more gears. I'd prefer him over latest exhibition. I've been really impressed 
by Fury Road so far over hurdles completely. You know, I made my case when we did our little mid-season review on why I quite liked him for the uh, potato race. Of the other two, I think you can make cases for them both as well. I think Alexia Dane might be might have slightly less scope for improvement than Longhouse Poet. Yeah. Even though he finished ahead of him last time out, I think Longhouse Poet looks like he will be a proper stayer in the future and maybe isn't quite the finished article just quite as yet. I think we'll see him at his best over three miles. Though again, so, whether... So you, do, you think Longhouse Poet will beat Alexia Danier in this? I don't know. Because I, I'd rather have Alexia Danier in this than Longhouse Poet. There's three points difference between them in the betting and I think that's about reasonable. Yeah. Um, I can see your point. Um, but I think Alexia... And I think it's a bit unfair to say that there's not, there's still, you don't see as much improvement in Alexia Dani. Well, I, 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 I think the the extended trip, not that it won't in, bring out improvement of in Alexia Dani, but I think, you know, I, I expect Longhouse Point to take a bigger jump forward for it than I yeah. do with Alexia Dane. Now, yeah. whether Alexia Dane is still going to be far ahead enough of Longhouse Poet to beat him again, they've got, as you say, he's, he's done him twice this season already. Yeah. You know, so the jump, you know, so it might not be enough for the gap to be bridged by Longhouse Poet, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Of course, at, at, at the minute, Alexia Dane is ahead of Longhouse Poet. Yeah. On, on all known form. But if Longhouse Poet is to bridge the gap, I think this race would be a stepping stone, you know, to help him do that, the extended trip. I don't think he beats Fury Road, though. I don't think either of them beat Fury Road, if I'm honest. In fact, no. I, I, don't, I don't really know why I'm pretending I like anything other than Fury Road for this. The more, the, 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 the more and more I think about it. Because there are, these are four really, really nice novices. Yeah. And that's And that's... And that that's also you know not not being not ignoring the Joseph O'Brien horse home by the Lee who beat Aon who hacked upon Fiestes Day last week yeah. and Cobbler's Way who we've who I've said earlier is a nice young horse but yeah I've I've got the feeling Fury Road might be straight out of the top draw I'm not quite sure I don't quite have that vibe with a, with latest exhibition just yet. So do you think Fury Road main target at Cheltenham will be the Albert Bartlett? Would you go that yeah. route? Yeah. You think that there's still a lot more improvement to come over a further distance than latest exhibition? And you could say latest exhibition looks slightly exposed. He's he's been running against the top level. Would you agree? Was his for well, if if you actually look at does his is his form as good as it looks? So like you said, he's second to Abacadabras. Yes, he's, he's he's not been he's not been miles away from the supreme favourite. I don't think Abacadabras is actually that sort of horse who will ever win a race by you know by an absolute mile. But the horses he's beaten in behind him are worth the form of beating them is worth utterly nothing. And then did he beat a non-stayer in Andy Dufresne? Maybe not a non-stayer, but a horse whose tank was emptying. 
Mm. Yeah. Now, now you look at it, he's, he's, you could say his form isn't as good as we first thought. I'm, I'm just much more taken by Fury Road. Yeah. In, as a general profile and with scope for improvement as well. And I think, I think this is, you know, he has won. He's actually dropping down in trip because he's win, he's win at Christmas with over two seven. Uh, no doubts about him whatsoever. There shouldn't be doubts about latest exhibition with the trip either. But yeah, in fact, yeah, I'm I'm quite confident. I think Fury Road wins this. Yeah, well, we're going head to head here. You be Fury Road, and I'm on latest exhibition. It's a good race, mate. I, 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 this one is arguably the one I'm. Well, maybe not the one I'm looking forward to most, but because everyone knows the next race is the race that we all care about. Yeah, it is. It is the 125, the Ladbrokes Dublin chase. And this, this is where, this is where the uh, Irish champion chase contenders rank themselves. And this is when we they sort they sort themselves out. Shakun Porsois, seven to four favourite to turn the tables with his conqueror here at Christmas. Aplutar, seven to two for Min. 92 Silos Emery, 40 to 1, then Duke de Geneva, 66 is Ordinary World, 100 is Castle Grace Paddy, and Ornua. Jim, this is the best race of the season so far. Best race of the season? That's that's a big rep. Strength in depth, mate. In I, terms I, of strength in depth. That top four look tasty, don't they? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Russell was sick from the champion chases, 100 to 1. <laughs> Mental. They are cool, you know. And I know we slate Duke de Geneva. I know I slate Duke de Geneva. But his last season's Arkle winner is 40 to 1 for a grade one without actually having regressed. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is how strong this race is. It's unbelievable. The top, the four best horses over this trip in Ireland are all taking each other on. Yeah. Um, I'm thrilled that Willie Mullins has put the probably his four best two mile chases um, against each other Chacon Porsois heads the market and you, after last season you've sort of got to understand why um, he would you say did he flop or would you say he was disappointing when against Aplutar last time out uh, you'd have liked to have seen him win Uh in hindsight, and given that it was first time out, given that Willies have been needing a, a lot of uh, a lot of them have been needing the run this season, I wouldn't have called it a poor run. Mm-hmm. Maybe slightly underwhelming. There's obvious reasons as to why he'll be better this time. Because after that race, I went straight in the camp of Aplutar will beat Shakun Borsal once again. But the more and more I've mulled over it and I've seen the way that the Mullins horses have progressed throughout the season we're racing, it was I, very... I, I'm Go turning on, into a bit of a flip-flop. That's not like you. It's really not like me. You normally form an opinion and stick with it no matter how much the evidence suggests you're wrong. Uh, one thing I've got to mention, forgot about this. Shefty Zorbo's entered in the National. <laughs> he is. Well, we'll, we'll be doing some Grand National talking Later on, I'm sure I'm sure we will because, well, I'm here. And also, I think we've got a, a 
something we'd quite like to get involved with with our listeners for the Grand National as well. And I think we might introduce that, uh, announce that later on in the episode. So how do you analyse this race, Jim? If you were to rank, are we calling this a four-horse race? As as much as Duke de Geneva, Ordinary World, Castle Grace Paddy and Ornua are all useful types who all, who all are, are, they're probably never going to win an open grade one, but they're all, they're not unreasonable horses to have in here. Is it a four? It's a four-horse race. Yeah. Um, so in which order do you rank the four? Ooh. Do you want my opinion on who do I think will in the race, or who do I think at the prices interest me? Ooh. Because it, I, I have two opinions in this. I have my the price, the price opinion, and the actual what I think will happen. Go on then. We'll start start with what you actually think will happen first. Um, I think. Because surely that links into the price. I think Cios Emery will lead, uh, and Aplutar will be close on his tail with Chacon Porsoir midfield and Min sat last, and then they'll come to the last two four in a line. And I think Aplutar will keep galloping. Chacon Porsoir will be hard on the hard on the bridle. Min will be sat as well behind, and CS Emery will just be outclassed. I think. I I'm saying Chacon Porsoir first, Min second, Aplutar third, CS Emery fourth. So what would what would that mean for you at the prices then? At the prices, it it makes Min massive value. To, He's six to one here. Who's offering six? Sky better offering six to one. Oh, they've only gone two places. Oh, I've been done. But in my opinion, um, I said that I think Min will finish second. So um, I think we're not giving Min uh, the credit that he deserves. I always want to call it Min a sheep. Do you? Or is that just pure me? That's always you. You do that uh, all the time, though. I do. I do. It's because. Someone on my street called Min, and uh, she, she's a female, that's why. Someone on uh, the street called Min, spelt yeah. the same? Yeah, Min. Was it short, short for Minnie? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, oh, never heard that as a name before. We always get a Christmas card with, from Min, so I, I doubt <laughs> she'll be listening. But uh, <laughs> Min won the John Durkin uh, well last time, uh, well, in December. Um, we saw last season absolutely uh, hosed up in the melon, beating Politolog. Went to Punchestown, did nothing in defeat, losing to Ernest. So he's so consistent. He's so consistent. Oh, I don't understand how he's. Well, would you say he's the third choice out of the Mullins Brigade? Because Robbie Powered, you'd think Danny Mullins would be riding Min, or someone else would be riding C.S. Emery, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I understand that, although I'm not a huge man of reading into jockey bookings when we have the four maybe jockey bookings, yes, for, you know, Aidan O'Brien's unraced two-year-olds. <laughs> we, we, we we know enough about seeing always back the sh- Always back the Jamie Heffernan. That's my rule. Worked this year in Derby, to be fair. Uh, but back, back to Leopardstown, then. 
How do you see the champion chase market shaping up after this race, mate? Well, I have to see who wins it first, don't I? <laughs> um, do you think Defi Desai is still favourite for the champion chase at, you know, quarter two on Saturday? No. We're going to see a big performance here. From Chacun Poursoir. But I don't know from which horse. I, I, I think it, it's more likely to be Chacun Poursoir. Um, but it, that that champion chase looks intriguing because I'd look I'd love Deffy decide to turn up in that rather than the Ryanair. It will it will of course he's going to run in the champion chase. He's favourite uh, for it. But he's favourite for the Ryanair as well. And you'd rather you'd rather win a champion chase than a Ryanair, so you go champion chase. They're, they're, they're campaigning like a two miler all season. You don't go slur. Tingle Creek, Clarence House, and then, Ryan. Yeah, good point. You'd be a bit disappointed, wouldn't you? Um, I think... Even no one would forgive Philip Hobbs if that happened. <laughs> I think the prospect of seeing Altior, Chacon Porsois, and... Uh, Altior, Chacon Porsois, and Defi Desai at the festival in one race is spine tingling. And... I'd I'd love Chacon Porsois to absolutely hold up here. But I don't think it's going to happen. Didn't you just say you thought he was going to win? Yeah, I think he's going to win, but I don't I don't think he's going to hold up. I, th- I think right. he'll win by half a length, length by min. But I think, does he need he doesn't really need to hold up in this company though, given the strength of the race. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Um I, I thought Chacon Poswell was an absolute machine last season. Uh, I know we only saw him twice, but he was mightily impressive. He, he beat Defi Desai towards the end of the season. You know you, you know where you are with punches down form. Sometimes horses have had long seasons and Chacon went there fit. Um, but it's a fascinating, fascinating race. But at this moment in time, I'd have a forecast with Chacon Poswell and me. I think my strategy to this race is back min for the Ryanair now. Yeah? Yeah. I I look at this race and I think that's the most sensible thing to do. Because I think he runs well in this. I'm not saying he wins. I think he runs well and then I think he shortens. And I think the Ryanair's is to lose. Yeah. Um, In general. I I I think people really... Because Min's not won a race at Cheltenham yet. Didn't people hate Min? The people don't hate Min. No one hates horses other than you. That's not true. Surely there's someone else out there in the world who hates horses. Oh, yeah. Lots of people hate single fan payment, don't they, to be fair? I don't hate any horse. Some irritate me, but I don't hate any of them. Uh, I think people forget how good Min is. Yeah. When things fall his way. Rewatched the Melling Chase. That was breathtaking. I watched it prior to recording. That was more impressive than anything Altior did last season. Yeah. And I know it might not have been the deepest of fields, but put it along and wait impatiently in all mugs. I mean, don't don't watch this race last season because of you know what happened to Special Tiara. But again, Min was dominant. Mm-hmm. The John Durkin, again, Min 
maybe not, you know, the most flashy of performances, but solid, got the job done. It's just whether back down over... I don't think I'd have major doubts about him back down over two. He'd probably be my pick, mate. Men? Yeah. Are we agree? Yeah, I right. think we do. I just think that Chacon Porsois has got that extra bit of ability possibly to be something special, whereas Min, we know where we stand with him. Um, we've not talked an awful lot about Aplutar, and you're a massive, you were a massive fan of him last season. Yeah, I was surprised he was able to beat Chacon Porsois back over two miles. Uh, didn't really think, you know, he, he was a, he was a two miler. Uh, Look, a repeat of that sees him go close. Yeah. A repeat of that sees him go close because Shaquille Bossois is one who's got to improve past him mm-hmm. on recent form. Uh, I'd still possibly be more keen on him to win the Ryanair, uh, to win the Ryanair than the Champion Chase. But if they win this, then, they have, then that's the decision made from Shula. Yeah, just like the decision that they'll be making later on in the afternoon when Honeysuckle holds his up. Exactly, mate. So, are we both... Well, you're with Shaq and Porsoir, Min Forecast. Yeah, I'm with Shaq and Porsoir to win the race, but as value, I'd have Min each way or Shaq and Porsoir, Min Forecast. Reverse. We'll go reverse, cover it, cover it, just in case Min wins. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Min, but... It's a really good race. I think it's I think it's one I'm much likelier. Well, I say I don't bet particularly much at all, to be fair. But if if I was more of a betting man, I don't think this would be one I'd be playing in. I think it'd be a watch and enjoy. Yeah, understandable. I, I think I'd I'd be with you a bit, really. But just at prices, I I think that means the value. We move on then next to the Irish Arkle at two o'clock. A notebook is seven to four favourite to confirm the form with Fakir Dudery from Christmas at nine to four, nine to two for Melon, six as Pom, and thirteen to two for Cashback. Yet again, Jim, this is Willie Mullins running his three big guns up against each other. But is the key held by De Bromhead and Joseph O'Brien and the form? of that grade one on Boxing Day? Um, yeah, you have to respect them. They're at the top of the market. Uh, Notebook has absolutely relished fences. Uh, it's fair to say that he wasn't exactly the best novice hurdler ever. Um, he had bits and pieces of form, but since going over fences, he's absolutely relished it. Um, his victory over Fakir Dudery last time, carried on galloping straight through the line. Probably had the run of the race. Fakir Dudery just had a, met a bit of trouble in running, coming around the home bend. Uh, Mark Walsh lost his iron and couldn't catch up then. Uh, he gets the weight allowance for the, uh, for the age difference, which has changed again. So that makes life even harder for Fakir. Um, I, I, I think... They deserve to be at the top of the market and they're at the top of the Arco market as well. Well respected. But I can't I can't help but be reminded of the performance by Cashback last time out. That was 
mightily impressive, beating 0-10 by 12 lengths at Nace uh, in early January. I thought that was really, really good. It was no poor field. It wasn't a poor field. Um, we saw Tornado Flyer pull up. That that obviously was, was it, Jim. I'm 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 gonna disagree with you on that. Not that it wasn't a poor field. It was a it was a good evenly matched field of horses rated who are probably rated between 140 and 145. Right. I think I, I think look cashbacks like you said done it easy but I wouldn't I wouldn't have him in my head as grade one material yet. Not maybe yet. he is maybe he is but I think you're being a bit harsh on him. Um, the only time he probably disappointed slightly was at Punchestown behind Gardens of Babylon in that novice's hurdle. Other than that, he's finished second in a grade two on his second start for William Mullins, and he's won every other time. Um, I, I still think William Mullins is learning about him, if I'm being brutally honest, and I still think there's a fair bit to come for him. You know what, mate? That's, that, that's, that's a very, very fair point about Mullins still. Still learning about the horse because he was experienced enough before Mullins got him as well, wasn't he? Yeah. He, 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 he's done more of his running in France than he has in, in Ireland mm-hmm. uh, already in his career. Uh, I think this is pretty simple, though, mate. I think. You just think I, notebook I, wins? I think notebook and Fakir Dudri are the best two in this race. And like on the last. When, when we did our Christmas review podcast, I was kind of saying, well, before that race, I would have been all over Fakir Dudri to beat Notebook. And now, when Fakir Dudri was, came home in second, I was kind of looking for an excuse as to why that, why that might have happened. So, you know, to try and justify my initial thoughts as, and make a case next time out as to why Fakir Dudri will be a better horse than Notebook. And in looking for one, I came to the conclusion that there just wasn't. A notebook is just a much superior chaser than he was to a hurdler. Uh, and I think he wins this. I'm a massive Fakir Dudri fan. I'd be keen on him if he went for the Marsh chase. Do you go Marsh over Arkov, in your opinion? If notebook does him here, then you have to. Do you? Why, stop banging your head. Why, why would you bang on your head against the brick wall? Mm, that's that's much, the marsh arguably looks more winnable. And Fakir Dudery stays two and a half miles. I don't understand. I, I, I think if, if, Joe, if, if Fakir Dudery gets beat again by Notebook here and then chooses to clash with him again in the Arkle when the marsh is an option, I think that's poor placement from Joseph O'Brien. You're going out no. there and slating trainers now, Christ! I'm not. I'm slating. I'm slating trainers with a hypothetical situation that needs five things to happen before it does. <laughs> you know, oh. it's, it's, like, it's like you said. You know, if Deffy Desai runs in the Ryanair after the season has been campaigned, that is probably poor placement from Philip Hobbs. Yeah, good point. You know. 
I, I think this is simple enough the way we see it. Although this again, this is the the deepest novice chase of the season so far. Yeah. You'd have you'd have to say so, wouldn't you? We've not mentioned the more senior of the Willie Mullins trio, Mellon and Bapom. Uh do you give either of them a chance? Um but Pom was a bit of a cliff horse really last season. Would you agree for both of us? Uh, we sort of kept saying he could he could be competitive in uh, the stairs hurdle. Or... Well, he was Jim. He's a very last season. He was almost a default each way option for every race he turned up in. And you know, he should have he should have he should have won that race at Ottawa where he was second in the pre Lavaca. He's he's thirty, you know what I mean, Harry. You just know where you are with him. Um, yeah, not 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 every horse has to be a superstar. But Pom was a decent, you know, high one fifties, low one sixties hurdle. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. And Mellon beat Gallant John Joe last time. Um, that was acceptable. I, I don't know. I, I've been a bit. You got to think. Mellon was only beat three lengths by Fakir Dudery early on in the season. A uh, bit more of a weight difference now. Um, I, 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 you couldn't rule Mellon out of it, but that performance last time didn't exactly blow me away. If you if you look at the difference nine to four and seven to one between Mellon and Fakir Dudery. You'd probably go for Mellon, in my opinion. Mm, I can understand that. I can understand why you make that case. Uh, He's just a horse who I've never been particularly enamoured by Mellon. Uh, He is still... What is his record in grade one? Something like not from ten, not from nine. Something like that. He's he's, he's still grade one-less. Not for want of trying either. I'd be disappointed if there weren't one or two in this better than him. Yeah. If I'm perfectly honest. And but Pom, uh, I know Ruby Walsh has said put him, you know, has mentioned him being a potential Arkle horse this season. Not a fan of a horse being campaigned as a three mile hurdler coming back to another two miles as a chaser. That to me is that that to me is worrying in general. You know that that they'd choose to change tack so drastically. Uh, it was all right over two three last time at, at Nace uh, after being pretty woeful on his chasing debut. Beat Spyglass Hill, who was winning a good race against Carefully Selected at the weekend. I struggle to make much of a case for Bapom though, given that his hurdles form came over much further and his chasing form so far isn't as good as Notebook or Fakir Duderys or Cashbacks to be fair yeah I echo the same as what you've just said who wins the Irish Arkle then Jim? Um, I'm going to say Notebook wins but Cashback at the price I'm going to say Notebook wins and I'll be kicking myself if Fakir Dudry turns him over. I know. But I, I think I'll be, be kicking myself even more if 
Fakir, if I put Fakir Udari up and then not book beat him again, and I'm thinking to myself, so you well, can reverse, reverse psychology yourself. No, I think Notebook wins it. I think Notebook wins it. On, Official? On. Yes, Notebook, my pick for the Irish Arkle. No paracetamol required this week. No paracetamol this week. The next race is the uh, Matheson Handicap Chase. Paloma Blue's favourite for that. We don't have time to get stuck into that. But surely, surely people are going to try and take Paloma Blue on. Jesus Christ. Uh, but at 3.10, it is the Irish Champion Hurdle. And Jim, for our big anti-post bet, this really is the moment of truth, isn't it? Oh, it is. And Honeysuckle. The, the closer we get, the more nervous I get. Five-four <laughs> favourite to beat Charger at fifteen to eight. Ninety-two Classical Dream, then sixteen Super Sunday. Twenty to one Petit Mouchoir. Twenty-fives Monsieur Lecoq. Thirty-threes Aramon Davistar and Siglawe. And uh, there's a horse called Bally Keynes who was placed off sixty-three at Dundalk two starts ago. He's five hundred to one. Uh, lovely day out for his connections though uh, again the way I see this race Jim is that honeysuckle wins but is my betting strategy might be do I stick some cash down on Charger to win the champion hurdle now ooh um, I didn't expect you to say that if he beats her he has to go favourite, doesn't he? Exactly. What and problem? I quite like Charger as an each way option for well, without without Honeysuckle in the champion hurdle, Charger would probably be the one I'd be siding with at this stage. So therefore it might be. Charger's still eight. Then. How is Charger's eight to one to win the champion hurdle? Exactly, mate. Do, do you see my point? Yeah. I, I, I think the way, because I already have money down on Honeysuckle at forties. I think the way the way I see this race going is either Honeysuckle hacks up and his favourite for the champion hurdle, or Charger beats Honeysuckle and is then either Fav or close second Fav to Epiton for the champion hurdle. I like him anyway, so therefore, do I take the prize now? Yeah, um, you could be onto something. It's a win-win situation, really, isn't it? Um... Because personally, I can only see the two, the top two at the head of the market winning this race. Um, we've seen Classical Dream decline quite a bit in his last two starts. His jumping's falling apart. He's not looked the same horse. Um, he was the exciting aspect into the champion earlier this season after his supreme win. And who'd have thought back in, when did we first record, start first recording this? when we returned was it September October October. who would have thought back then that a ridiculous statement from me saying that Honeysuckle I fancied well Honeysuckle had won and I thought and I said something like she should go for champion hurdle who would have thought that that ridiculous statement would now be coming slightly true but it wasn't a ridiculous statement it was ridiculous that she was ever 40s yeah yeah given given the weakness of the overall field um, you, you, you had an horse who had not looked remotely tested. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd love to see Honeysuckle absolutely holds up here. She's done nothing wrong. I'm looking forward to seeing her run against competitive open grade race. Um, she's just 
a superstar, I think, Honeysuckle. Uh, I think if she wins this, she has to go favourite. She has to go favourite. For the champion, well, she has to go for the champion hurdle. Please don't bottle it, Henry. And given what Benny Dejeur did last time, I'd actually think that they'd be less likely. So do you I. don't want the be- you don't want the mayor's hurdle to be the best race of the first, the best <laughs> best race of the Tuesday, <laughs> the, the, the strongest hurdle of the festival, and that's what it'll end up being if they both go. Surely, I as I we, 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 I've been saying for a, for a long time that. You know, I've, I actually think Honeysuckle's task could be easier in a champion hurdle than to beat Benny DeGioia over two and a half. I think we all do. I and this is where, and this is where she's got to prove it. Would the drop back in trip be a doubt for you? Is no. She better over further. I, I think she's equally as good over further, but I, th- I think she she's got the speed. She's got plenty enough up her sleeve to run over two mile. Uh, Rachel Blackmore bounce her out in front. Almost catch me if you can. You know she'll stay. You know she'll gallop. You know she'll try. Um, bounce her out in front. Probably don't go that fast because Charger's a sitting weight horse, isn't he? It? Um, it's like it's going to be a great race. It's like cat and mouse, isn't it? Um, Charger will sit there, and uh, it's like a Kieran at cycling. I can see Rachel Blackmore looking over her shoulder, thinking, "Where, where's Paddy Mullins? Where is he?" Uh, so yeah. Great for Mrs. Jane Williams and Nick Williams to bring over Monsieur Lecoq. Um, we've got to give them a shout out for this because there's been a poor t- turnout from the English Brigade at the DRF, and it's been quite disappointing that there's only a few that have come over. Um, so you've got to put him in there. And there's a few people who like Super Sunday for the champion hurdle. Personally, can't see why. But um, I think he'll, be, he'll run his race. And it's nice to see him back. Yeah, that's a fair shout. I'd, 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 I'd have also said the one I'd have said would, that was overpriced on this season, so is Petit Mouchoir. Yeah. It was twice finished ahead of Classical Dream. Yet he's four times the price. Yeah. It's mental. People keep saying, oh, Classical Dream. Don't forget about Classical Dream from the Mullins Yard. I, I can't see anything that makes me want to go on this spot from the form this season that makes me go, yeah, I will keep my own classical well, dream. Well, I, I, I understand. I understand because if classical dream, it's been two, two poor runs with the first one arguably being mediocre rather than bad. Uh, last time out was bad. But if he returns... You know, if, if any of those problems are ironed out and he returns looking like the horse we thought he was going to be, then he's likely a winner of this and Petit Mouchoir. Yeah. However, yeah. at the prices, from an each way perspective, I think you'd rather be with Petit Mouchoir as a bet. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd rather be with Bally Kings. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. Very harsh, but we are in agreement that Honeysuckle wins a champion hurdle. So, gen- yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so I'm saying that Bally Keynes will beat Classical Dreams. How the mighty have fallen. But I might, I might, I might play my sneaky little strategy and just chuck a couple of each way pennies on Charger for the champion hurdle, just like I did last year. Uh, that went to plan, didn't it? But uh, I, 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 I do think that he is the only. Well, 
We already have Murray and Hawkins, Sonny Suckle, and whoever wins this is going to significantly shorten for the champion hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever does, it it will be a uh, challenging epitome of the head of the market. Although, have you seen with Bet365, who we got 40 to 1 with, uh, Lewis? Have you seen uh, what price they have gone, Honey Suckle, now? She's 7 to 2. 7 to 2. Happy days, pal. If, if she doesn't run, uh, there'll be an angry James Watson sat outside. Uh, Henry de Bromhead's stable. Just, I'll just sit facing right opposite his office. Furious with him. Absolutely furious. Yeah. Won't do anything. I'll just sit there and look grumpy. It's what you do all the time. Yeah. It's my specialist subject. <laughs> uh, there's also the, the, the Ladbrook the Ladbrook's hurdle uh, at quarter to four. That's normally one of Ireland's most competitive handicaps of the season. Unaccepted, who was absolutely spanked by Easy Work last time out. He heads the market for that. I'm a big fan of Easy Work. I've got an article going up for horseracing.net about the Ballymore, hopefully on Friday evening. Uh, and I talk about Easy Work in that. So I'm hoping for a form boost from Unaccepted. And there's also the Goffs Future Stars. Uh, grade 2 bumper in which the much-vaunted Eric Bloodaxe takes on Willie Mullins' big bumper horse this season as well. Uh, appreciate it. That's gonna. It's just a really, really good day's racing. We could sit here and talk about it for hours, but we'll say we've got lives to lead. so we're just And we don't want to, to bore the... you to death. Turf talk's never boring, Jim. Never boring. Un- well, until I start talking about the Grand National. But We'll move on That's to the when I, we just mute my mic. Right. We'll move on to the Sunday and start with the Tattersalls Island Spring Juvenile Hurdle. An Aspire Tower is a seven to four favourite to beat a group of horses he's already beat in Cerberus and Wolf Prince and a Wave of the Sea. There's also John McConnell's Never Do Nothing. Uh, it was a useful flat horse and won on debut at over hurdles at Musselboro on New Year's Day. But Jim, this should be Aspire Towers. Yeah, um, it shouldn't take a lot of talking about this, really. Aspire Tower wins and cements his place at the top of the market. Um, he's beaten all these before. He should do it once again. It all going well. Nice prep race. Get a grade one under his belt before he goes to uh, Cheltenham. And yeah, I, the one that is. Looking for the each way value, as you've said, is never do nothing for John McConnell. Um, he said he said he was a nice flat horse. He was rated 91 on the flat. Um, I always look for in juvenile hurdles uh, to stay one mile four, one mile three, uh, plodding around on good goodish ground. The, the question mark would be the ground. Um, it, it's more than likely going to be soft in Ireland. A, a lot of his flat form was on good to firm and good. He never ran on anything different from that. But he ran on good to soft at Musselburgh and hit the last when cantering head in chest and would have won by a lot further if he jumped it better. But nice experience that day on New Year's Day. And he'd probably be the one at 10 to 1 to play each way uh, at this moment in time. But as by tower, should be absolutely trouncing these. Yeah, I agree, mate. There's not. I don't really have much more to add. This is this is a horse who has just beaten most of this field quite decisively already. Uh, I think he wins it once again. 
The next race then is the Chanel Farm, a novice hurdle. It's a great one over two miles. And I'm looking at Bet365, and they've got Easy Work as the 9-4 to favourite, ahead of Abacadabras at 5-2, to two. Fries Mount Leinster, 5's Envoy Allen, don't think he comes here. 10's Asterian Fallong and Blue Sari, uh, 20's Bar. Now, with this being the Sunday, we don't actually have final decks out yet, uh, so it might make it a little bit harder to talk about. But Jim, what do you make of the favourite here, Easy Work? Um... I prefer Abracadabras to Easy Work. Oh, Abracadabras. Over two miles, I can see why you'd say that. Um, Unexpected beat. uh, Sorry, Easy Work beat Unexpected by 22 lengths last time out. And Discarama. Discarama stays three mile plus. Um, I think that performance was very, very good. I'd rather see uh, Gordon Elliott go two-mile four route with easy work over uh, Abacadabras. I, th- I think he's value, Abacadabras. He's five to two best odds here, I can see. Um, I think that's a cracking price. Um, he's not done anything wrong, really, Abacadabras. Would you agree? Well, we, we, we both agreed that regarding the Supreme, we both thought we could get Abacadabras beat we both think we can get him beat, but I don't think he hasn't anything done could very be- much wrong over hurdles. He but I don't think anything much. could beat him in this. I think the I think he's better than Mount Leinster. Yeah. Who was done by a easy work on hurdles debut? Oh, I don't know, mate. I'm a really huge fan of easy work, but I held my I kind of that impression of him we're thinking of him as a two and a half miler yeah yeah but then um, he was, if he was good enough to beat to beat Mount Lancer over two oh mate I could see it I could see it I'm surprised Abacadabras isn't the favourite he's massively drifted in fact he was five to four at some point earlier in the week I think he's a cracking price if, if, if you're listening to this now and it should be up by the end of the day I think five to two is a great price, and I'd be on. I'm on. Why not? Do you think it's a match? Um, you have to respect the other rivals. Mount Leinster's not exactly pulled up trees, has he? Um, it's taken him a while. He's, he's always had a big reputation, hasn't it? And it's taken him a while to to fulfil, well, to get close to fulfilling it. Yeah. Um, Asterian Falange. Is he coming here? Judging by the market, I don't think so. He's been on the drift in the last couple of days. Um, I get the impression that two mile four would probably be better for him as well. Um, he'd won a point to point over two mile four uh, as well. So Blue Sari was too bad to be true at Christmas. Uh, I'd expect a better run from him, but he's a question mark behind him after that performance behind Abacadabras. Um, do I think it's a match race? I'll answer it, yes. Um, I think Abaca- I think it'll be an interesting race to see how it rides and who gets jocked up onto which, because 
Well, do you think they both go? Because they're both Gordon Elliott, they're both Jigginstown. Is that why Abercadabras is drifting? That's what I mean. That's that's the slight question, Mark. Um, yeah. Do you take that risk? I'd run them against each other. We've seen Willie Mullins enter him today in the same races. Why not? Um, I know Gordon Elliott's more than likely not going to listen to Turf Talk. But I quite like uh, I quite like Abercadabras to win a, a, a nice race like this. Yeah, fair enough for that, Jim. I'd look if if both turn up, are you easy work? Fractionally, fractionally. Not a confident thing. I guess I'd take it, almost take it as a vote of confidence that he was going for this. Yeah. That they were running him here. I do think the prices should be the other way around, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mine's more price. I know, I know that we weren't exactly full of praise for Abercadabras in our mid-season review. However, I, I think he's he should be winning this, but... That Supreme looks exciting, and I think he might just find one too good there. Fair enough, pal. We'll move on then next to the Flow Gas Novice Chase over two and a half miles. Uh, Faheen, 13 to 8, favourite to make it a three out of three uh, in his chasing career. Who'd have thought we'd be saying that? The start of the season, who thought? that Fahim the Machine would be three out of three. Well, could be three out of three. Two to one for battle over Doyen. Fours, lowering up. We think she, if she, I mean, if she's running at the weekend, will it be in Britain? Uh, five's easy game. Eight's Tornado, Flyer. And 14 to Castleborn, West. Uh, assuming Fahim and battle over Doyen both turn up, Jim, who would you prefer? Um... It's going to have to be for Heen, isn't it? Um, as much as I respect Battle Over Dying, he's got a bit of the Don Pauly factor about him. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, big time, mate. Uh, um, he's a three-miler. Um, could even more likely be four miles in future. Um, he won the Neville's Hotel Novice Chase Grade 1, beating Champagne Classic um, well last time. Champagne Classic slow. Um, I think I think it'll be interesting to see how the race plans out it could be a, ta- a bit tactical uh, Mullins has got uh, a lot of the runners in this race entered and depending on what goes on I can Fahina will lead Warney um, what I did to Sancro last time was arguably put the biggest smile on my face from the whole of the Christmas period it was the one of the best sights in racing I've seen for a long time Um he jumped very well. I think Fahin should win this. And at 2-1, two 2-1 to one, two to one around with Unibet, there's 7-4 to four in places. Um, he'd be the obvious option. Are we in danger of underestimating Battle Over Down? Because think we, we think are. he's slow. I think we are. Um, he, other than... Last season, is he going to be the new? Is he going to be the new, uh, the new cartoon Santini we invent? He is. Um, just we're going to see. 
battle over dying running in the Midlands National soon. Uh, he's he's literally done nothing wrong other than pull up in the Ballymore last season. But yeah, yeah he has. We, we're still slagging him off. But he's, he hasn't. I, I, I think. I think at this, you know, it's it's fair to comment about the impression Horse has given you. And yes, Battle Over Down has done almost everything right. But he hasn't looked like a particularly fast horse. Yeah. And for him, he's put he's probably has more gears than him over three over three miles, even over three. Which makes me worry about the step down in trip for Battle Over Down. Yeah, um, Fahim can turn the taps on halfway through, and Battle Over Down could be ridden along and not warm up for a while. Um, two mile five don't worry me at all for Fahim. Um, there's there's nothing else in this that we've not really talked about in previous races. Well, are, we, are we in danger of dismissing an easy game? Well, that that was my next we point. Hole last time. Um, we've seen Alahore. Romp home last last Saturday. Um, we said that we thought he was slow as well. Um, easy game, finished second to Honeysuckle in early November in a hurdle and, and beat Alaho by a length and a half, who's eight to one in places for the RSA. So, literally done nothing wrong so far this season. Um, wasn't exactly foot perfect everywhere. Uh, he went last season, he, he ran in the Ballymore and finished eighth. He he was second at Ferry House behind Dommage Portois. And he finished behind Reserve Tank in the Grey One novice his hurdle at Punchestown. So he wasn't exactly flying, but his form this season is looks a lot better than his last. Interesting that they've gone chasing with him in six year I have a question mark with William on his six year old chases. I think he'd He'd keep him over hurdles for an extra season. Um, that's just personal preference. Um, but he's could be underestimated in the market, and as you can see, he's eight to one at the minute. Um, some places as short as sixes and fives with about three six five. Um, but if you could get eights around, I think he's more than likely going to turn up here, and he could be the each way play. Yeah. I agree with that, mate. I I think we I think Easy Game might be slightly underestimated in the market. Yeah. However, he's good enough to beat Fahin and battle battle over Dion. I'm not quite sure of. Uh, would you give a chance to the other Mullins? Uh, the other Mullins too, just slightly behind him in the betting tornado flyer in Castleborne West. Um, I personally wouldn't, but um, listening on the final furlong pod. Talking about uh, Danny Mullins talking about was it Danny Mullins talking about yeah, Castleborn yeah. West? Um, he said he was he'd uh, was kicking himself when uh, he rode the other one in the race when Falls and Milan uh, when Castleborn West won last time out. He said he he's he was impressed by that performance and Tornado Flyer. I think Tornado. I don't, I don't know where I stand with Tornado Flyer. Do you agree? Uh, has looked smart at a lower level. Yeah, um, you, can you see can why s- people have, can see why people have liked him to make the step up. But and it's not always been of his own, of his own doing. But again, hard horse to rate at the minute. I agree. I agree with what you've just said. He's a smart horse at a lower level. Um, he pulled up behind Cashback, who we've talked about. 
Um, when he's been pitched into the big races, other than the champion bumper behind Relegate, he's performed. Um, he, I tell a lie, he won the Grade 1 uh, bumper at Punchestown beating Blackburn. He pulled up behind Battle Over Dyne. He was fourth behind Reserve Tank. And he pulled up last time in a novice chase. So when the chips have been down, he's disappointed. But yeah, for me, Fahim wins, but easy game's the play. That's a fair point. I probably agree with you on that. Though, again, I've just got a sneaky feeling in the back of my, back of my mind that I might be looking a bit daft due to battle over dying. I'm quite happy to look daft because that happens most of the time with me, to be fair. Um, I, 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 you know what? We're going to throw it out there. Battle over dying won't be in the first two. It's a bold statement. I'd, I wouldn't agree with that, but yeah, just I, wait till Monday afternoon where you can ridicule me. Well, we'll move on to the 330 gym now at Leopardstown. It is the Irish Gold Cup. What a racing prospect as well. Ken Boy, 11 to 8 to turn the tables with Delta work from Christmas. 4 to 1 presenting per se. 11 to 2 Christmas Dream. 16 Belsil. 25 Labagoa. 33 Cadmium. 50 Zanibal Flight. 100 to 1. For Jet, this is a proper, proper grade one, mate. Should Delta Work confirm the form? Um, I don't think so. Um, we both respect Delta Work and I both think he's a cracking animal. Um, but you are, you have to respect Ken Boy's performances last season other than the Gold Cup. Um, what he did at Aintree was absolutely devastating. Um, absolutely put the field to absolute bed. Um, Delta Work showed significant improvement from his fourth start uh, from his fourth on his first start of the season and presenting Percy comes into this Chrissy's dream enters the equation into the Gold Cup field sizing John Sadley out for the season once again which just goes to show that how fortunate we were to have Carto star long run and Denman in, in, in past years and Bells Hill you could never underestimate him can you um, Lewis, who's your pick for this race? At the price, is probably Delta Work. At the price, so two to one Delta Work shouts at you, but your heart's telling you Percy, your head's telling you Delta Work. No, I don't think Percy wins this. Do you not? No, I think he'll run all right, but I don't think he'll win it. Do you think he'll be using this to tune in perfectly for the Gold Cup? I think the Gold Cup is the grade one race that plays most with strengths. I think he's a strong stayer. Yeah. I think Ken Boy and Delta Work are quicker. Yeah. Um, so do you think Ken Boy's a negative at the top of the market? Uh, would, do you not fancy him at 13 to 8? Do you think that's too short? Well, I'm looking at 11 to 8, Jim, and I don't think it's too short, no. I think he's an entirely feasible winner of this. Yeah. Um, he just uh, blew the, out the, last the, time, didn't he? Yeah, and the, the form he showed last season would have him would have him winning this. Uh, but you know I'm a big Delta Work fan as well. This is you playing on our emotions, really, isn't it, this race? I, I wouldn't even say that, mate. I don't... I... If, if you were to say which two horses in Ireland it, would, would you think are best suited by this race, it'd be Ken Boyd and Delta Work. Yeah. You know, I'd fancy him both to be album photo in this if he were here. Would you? 
I would, yeah. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. bold. I, I, I disagree. I think Halboom would walk over these. Then how come Kenboy spanked him at Punchestown? <laughs> he, he'd gone there fresher to Punchestown than Halboom for, who had had a tough race in the Gold Cup. That's a lie, because Kenboy, uh, Halboom thought had more of a break. Yeah, but the Gold Cup was a more of a test than that injury race. Hmm. I understand that, but I don't think you could say, I don't think you could put that solely down to freshness. Like we said, last season's Gold Cup was a race that not many of the actual, you know, protagonists, protagonists uh, actually ran their racing. That's not to knock Album for who did, who did his job brilliantly. But I'd have had more, I'd have, I'd have had more confidence on, uh, in Kenboy. Uh, confirming the form against him away from Cheltenham once again. Uh, I would probably just about be with Delta Work. Yeah? Just about. It's only three lengths Kenboy's got to make up and give him fitness and give him what he did last season. God, it wouldn't be a surprise. It wouldn't be a surprise if he did it. And again, this is a race where I think there is bugger all between the pair of them. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and in fact, probably the ceiling of Kenboy's ability is probably a little bit higher. But it's just as to how confident you can be he's going to produce that. We've seen Delta work at his best already this season. Yeah. We've not quite seen Kenboy. Yeah. Um, you, ha- you have to say that uh, Chris's dream warrants he's trying this. He was nine and a- won the Troy Town by nine and a half lengths. That was very impressive. Do, do you see him being competitive in this or... Do you think there's a reason he's six to one? No, he shouldn't be anywhere near, mate. Do you not think? Shouldn't be anywhere near. Uh, needs a bog, does he? He seems when soft ground is in the heading or, or heavy ground, he's always at his best. Um, Grade one company last season, last of five finishes in the mild, mate. Yeah, understandable. Up in the Punchestown um, champion of his chase, which Delta Work battered everyone in. So you'd rather have Bells Hill at 16s and Chrissy Dreams at 60s? Yes, I would. Yeah. We saw we saw last Saturday, Jim, the difference between these top 160-rated handicappers, you know, Top Will Venn and Dirashikato, who were soundly put in the place by Bristol Demay and Santini. Yeah. Chris's dream for me would be a huge lay. I'm so surprised he's 11-2. to two. Yeah. That's unreal, isn't it? Um You'd rather have Percy at nine to two than him at six to one. Yeah, big time. And Bells Hill um, also lines up here. He will strip a lot fitter for his reappearance um, in the Savills chase as well. So it's a really, really fascinating race. He's, do you think it's a three-horse race or a two-horse race? Uh, I think the first three in the betting will be the first three home. Yeah. And I think the order will be Delta Work, Kenboy, with a staying on Percy in third. I think it'll be Kenboy, Delta Work, presenting Percy. I think the market's got it spot on for the front three. Yeah, and I don't think there'll be loads between them. No. I don't think there will. There'll probably be. You could throw a blanket over them, couldn't you, at the end? There'll be three length between it. Uh, I'd, 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 I'd maybe give it eight. Yeah? Yeah, but I don't, I, I don't think it'll be a... 
I don't think it'll be a huge effort. Although, if if a horse is to put in a huge performance and win it by 10-plus, I think that'll be Kenboy. Yeah. Yeah. If there is one out of the two, it will be Kenboy. But I'd, I'd probably just about side with Delta Walk, just on the fact that we know he's been, he's produced his best this season. And that's not to say Kenboy won't, but at, you know, 0.5 of a point bigger, I'm happy enough to side with Delta Work. Although, again, if I was more of a betting man, I'd be leaving this alone anyway. Yeah, probably will. Just sit and enjoy the race, really, and hope that it makes Lost in Translation price a bit shorter. That's everything we're going to discuss from Leopardstown out of the way. But before we leave today, Jim, uh, the Grand National entries came out yesterday. Did anything catch your eye? No, I haven't probably looked at them as deep as you. Um, I'm not really that fussed at this moment in time yet, if I'm being honest. Um, however, hang on, my cat's just decided to just jump on my laptop. Um, um, no, I'll let you fire away because your knowledge is better than mine at Grand National. Well, I've, I've, I've quite liked Champagne Classic as a potential Grand National horse and he's been entered. But the one thing I would take away from this Grand National entries, uh, oh, and Simon Rowland's just retweeted it as well, would be Lebroy. You could not be confident of him getting in. No. Not a hun- You could not be confident of him getting in off 145. I saw you tweet about that. Yeah. Uh, not knowing what the French horses are going to be rated, I've had a look at their form. They've both been placed in listed races the past tw- uh in their last three starts, although one of them was three years ago. He's only ran twice in three years. The other one was in December, placed in a listed race. Uh, so you'd assume they'd be similar enough to 145, if not slightly above, given that St. Xavier, the David Maxwell horse, has been given 150. Uh, but yeah, like I've said, LeBroy Le would, if, if, we, if we ignore the French horses, he'd be 68th. If we put him top of the four horses who were ranked one four five, now last season Justapar got in as a reserve off one four two, and he was initially seventy third on the list. But whereas last season there was a uh, there was quite a big grouping of horses around one four four, one four three, one four two. This year it's one four one four you know one four nine, one four eight, one four seven, one four six. There's going to have to be. More more horses of that over the high 140s bracket come out than usual for the yeah. boy to get a one. Yeah. Like I, I was just I was just running through like I was just looking having a look through myself and just trying to count which ones I'd be like you know like you know ASO's in there. I don't think ASO will run in the Grand National. You know what I mean? I don't mm. think Mr. Whitaker will run in the Grand National. You, you you're looking at the ones who who you think yeah I'll probably rule them out of coming. I don't have I don't have LeBroy getting in. Yeah. Interesting Which, Delta work rented. Yeah, he'd be another one I'd rule out. Um Native River. I'd love to see him have a go at national fences. Um I think that'd be great to see. But Colin, you you've always you've warned me off of Colin, a couple of Colin Tizar fancies before because he never seems to run him and, and you're right, he never he's not not the biggest fan of the Grand National, is it? It's not only Colin Tizard, it's Brocade Racing. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think they've ever had a runner. And look at the sort of horses they've had. Master Overseer, 
Hey Big Spender, Golden Chieftain, Theatrical Star. This is Native River's first entry in the National, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I think it is. You know what I mean, mate? They have had horses who, in other yards, would surely have run in Grand Nationals. Yeah, and with any other connections. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that they've had, you know, four or five of those types and not a single one of them. Well, they've not had entries apart from uh, Native River. Suggests to me, I'm not sure whether it's, you know, a preference of the operation that they don't really like running horses in the Grand National. They don't yeah. want to. Do you know what price Shefty's over is? 50s around. Correct. Yeah, and so that means if you put a tenner on, you lose a tenner. <laughs> Bally Optic at 66s. Early on this season, he looked good. Uh, jumping. Yeah, that would always be the question mark. Is there anything that caught your eye in, in them? In the declaration? Uh. Out of the prices, I think Talkie's Cheap is available at 50s and 66s in some places. That's off the back of one bad run. Yeah. And that was too bad to be true. Uh, he's overpriced. Yeah. But look, it's it's three months away. But I just thought it was worth worth a little bit of discussion. And just just to bear in mind that warning about, about LeBroy, do not take it as a given he gets a run. Yeah, good point. And, and can I just have a quick mention uh, on Saturday at Musselburgh, uh, Miranda is entered. Um, she's around ninety-two, decent enough each way price. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking out for fives and going each way and covering my money because she's very up and down, struggle to back up wins. But she, she's got an entry at the weekend, so just keep your eye out for her. Is that in the Scottish County Hurdle? It is. Nice one. And before we go, while we're still on the Grand National subject, me and Jim would like to do a charity sweepstake with our followers uh, mm-hmm. for the Grand National. We've, we've, we're seeing it now just because we're not sure how much interest it'd be. But if we can get 40 listeners, well, 38 listeners, me and Jim will be in, we'll put a fiver in and we'll have £100 to charity at Winner's Choice and then some prize money, some prize money as well. Uh, for the first far home. Uh, If that's something you'd you'd be interested in, drop me or Jim a DM and we'll try and get that arranged and sorted because we both... Look, the Grand Nationals is the biggest race of the season and we we think it'd be be a bit of a fun way uh, to get involved with the listeners and hopefully raise some money for a good cause as well. Yeah, sounds good. Well, we'll 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 be mentioning that. I, I think that's somewhat we'll we will try and roll with. We'll, we'll try and run with him. We'll get the ball rolling with that over the next few months. There's still a lot of time between now and the Grand National. But yeah, just 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 let us know if you think if if you think that'd be something you'd get involved, and then and then we'll I say try and do the uh, do the actual sorting of it a little bit closer to the time. Yeah. But once 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 we know the interest there, it's something we'll crack on with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're rating the races, nap, next best and reserve for the weekend, please, Jim. Oh, you've absolutely thrown me. I, I was just settling down to watch the 2.20 at Wink Hampton and you've absolutely thrown me. Um, my nap will come in the Irish champion hurdle. Um, we will go with 
Honeysuckle. My next best will be Shaq on Porsoir in the Dublin Chase. And my reserve will be Goodbye Bobby in the uh, the Silly Isles. That's very fair, that pal. My nap is going to be Fury Road. Woo! In the Chanel Farmer Novices Hurdle. Yeah. My next best will be in the Heroes Handicap Hurdle at Sandown. We've not talked about that, but I like Ask Ben. Who's definitely got a big stay in handicapping him this season. And has ran well twice uh, in the the fixed brush race. That isn't fixed brush anymore, but everyone still calls it the fixed brush. <laughs> uh, last time out at Cheltenham. Uh, he's, a, he's the best price, 7-1 to one at the minute. I think he'll go well in that on Saturday. And my next best, uh, sorry, and my reserve would be, it'd be another shorty. Uh, we'll go with, well, we'll see, we're doing them over two days, Jim, aren't we? We yeah. normally have them on a Saturday. I'll keep yeah. all mine to a Saturday so so they actually fit the race in the race. Mine are all Saturday. Honeysuckles. On. Oh, no, yes, you're right. I'll go Honeysuckle then. All right. I got confused. I thought that were on the Sunday. Ignore me. Mine are all Saturday. Don't, how dare you disrespect me like that. <laughs> yeah. Catchy's winning as well. One of the only flat horses that interests me remotely. There's a decent, there's a, there's a, there's a decent price around him. He's, he's drawn store like eight or nine I don't think that'd be an issue because he'll blitz the stalls and yeah, I think there was about seven to four around this morning. Ah, catchy wins all. Uh, thanks a lot to everyone for tuning in uh, to this weekend's edition of Turf Talk. Uh, looking ahead to the Dublin Racing Festival. Uh, don't forget to get involved with rate, rating the races there. Naps Comp. Thanks for their support as well, and let us know if you'd be interested in taking part in a charity sweepstake for the Grand National because I say if enough of our listeners do if we, if we can get 38 40 uh, we'll be absolutely buzzing and we'd be, we'd be well up for sorting that out uh, thanks a lot for tuning in and we'll speak to you all again on Monday Tuesday Jim yeah mon- probably Tuesday the episode will be out so yeah yeah thanks a lot for listening we'll see you all again very soon see you later